Welcome to the Coffee with Kara podcast. I am so excited for today's coffee chat and I feel so honored that you're here taking time out of your day to join me on this imaginary coffee date. So without any further ado, grab your favorite drink, maybe a snack, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey friends, if you follow me over on Instagram, you've probably noticed that I've been talking a lot about periods and cycle charting lately, but what even is cycle charting? Today, I want to tell you all about it. I'm going to explain the differences between tracking your period and charting your cycle. I'm also going to briefly explain the fertile signs you can track, and speaking of which, I'm going to be talking about anatomy and using terms related to our reproductive system, so I just wanted to give you a little heads up about that. I'm also going to describe my personal charting routine to give you an idea of just how simple charting can be. I am so excited for this conversation. Cycle charting is something I've become super passionate about over the last few years. And later in July, I'm going to start the process to become a certified FEM teacher, which means I'm going to be able to help women learn how to chart to either avoid pregnancy, achieve pregnancy, or just to learn more about their bodies. And I'm so, so, so excited. In this episode, though, I'm going to be taking a very vague approach to this, giving you a a brief overview, and so I won't be getting into the pregnancy prevention or achieval side of charting today, so I just want to give a disclaimer about that. This is just for general information. All right, let's go ahead and get started. First, let's talk about what tracking your period even is. So tracking your period is when you get an app from the app store. Um, One I used before I think was called like Life or something like that. Um, There's all different sorts of ones. Like if you go to the app store and you type in period tracker, about 20 different ones will pop up and you can just pick whichever one you like. And what you do with that is you just input in the app whenever you start your period. That's all you do. And then... The next cycle, whenever you start your period, you input that start date. And then over a course of time, your app starts to recognize the patterns of like how often you start your period. And with that, it begins to predict when your next period will come. So like you can even say usually like how long your cycles usually are. So like if mine was 29 days usually, I would put in the app, my cycle is 29 days. And then it would just on the dot show me 29 days out from this period and show me when the next one will start. I can see it on a calendar and get those predictions. With this though, you have some problems. Namely, your period is not always the same length every single month and the app won't be able to pick up on when it is that your cycle is going to be late or early because all it is literally tracking is the start date of your period. So with that, one time when I was in college, I think it was sophomore year, I was so stressed out at the end of the semester. I had about five projects due in one class. I know, right? One class. Crazy. Five projects due there. I had a couple major exams coming up. And then, of course, finals. It was Christmas time. So there's a lot of excitement with that going on. That kind of compiled on the stress just because I had a lot going on. And I didn't start my period like for maybe five or six days after 
when my app said I was supposed to start. And I remember texting one of my best friends being like, I think I'm the next Virgin Mary because I'm supposed to start my period and I haven't started it yet and I haven't had sex, so I'm not pregnant. So what is happening here? She just like laughed at me. She's like, LOL, you're probably just really stressed out. You'll be fine. And sure enough, a few days later, I started my... Or, I started my period at some point. I don't remember exactly how many days it was, but it was late. And my app did not detect that it was going to be late. So that is what period tracking is. Cycle charting is a little bit different than that. Cycle charting can use an app too. You can do it on paper, but instead of just putting in the app, when the first day of your period is and letting it predict to the next one, you are going into the app every single day and and putting signs that your body tells you so that you know where you are in the cycle and then you can make predictions for when your period it is based on that information. So how I cycle chart, I learned how to do this when I was a junior like the summer after I was a junior in college. So I was about to have my last semester. And that summer, I bought the book Cycles and Spirituality. And I learned through that book how to chart my cycle. And at the back of the book, they had paper charts that you could copy and print out. So I copied like 12 paper charts so I'd have enough for a year. I stuck it in a binder. I set it up how the book taught me to. And for... I don't know, for about like six months, I think, five or six months, I was using paper charts. And I remember the first time that I was able to accurately predict my period, my mind was just blown. I think it was the second or third cycle. So it wasn't even that long into the process. Like I was already able to look at my signs and accurately tell when my period was going to start, even if it was a longer cycle or shorter cycle than normal, like that didn't matter. I was still able to predict it based upon the signs. And I'm going to get into that later. So that is how I started charting. I eventually switched to using the app Kendara. I used the free version of Kendara for about three whole years and I loved it. It was super easy to use. Um, it had a spot for my temperature, had a spot for um, cervical mucus. It did not have a spot for sensation. You had to pay for that. And Kendara is about $50 a year, and I was not willing to pay for that when I was able to chart temperature and mucus for free. And then once I got married, I found out about the app Read Your Body. I think it's a newer app. And I got a free 30-day trial and I fell in love. And currently that is what I'm using. I'm able to get a whole year of Read Your Body for only $15 a year. So it's way more affordable than Kendara. So that's what I use. And I'll get more in depth into how the app actually works once I start talking about how I track my cycle every day. But now that I've kind of mentioned those... um, things that you track, I want to go more in depth into what that involves. So to chart your cycle, there are a few different things that you can do. There's some what's called fertile signs or biomarkers. The first is basal body temperature. This is your temperature first thing in the morning. The second is cervical mucus. The third is cervical position, 
like position of your cervix. And then the fourth one is LH testing. And LH stands for luteinizing hormone, and that's a hormone that you produce in your body right before ovulation. So cycle charting basically just involves around the fact that God gave us signs for our body to show us when we are about to be fertile. So fun fact that you might not know, because I mean, I didn't know, but you can't get pregnant every single day of the month. I know, right? I feel like sex ed teachers always kind of like terrify us and be like, if you have sex, you will get pregnant. However, that's not necessarily true. So your body produces an egg once every cycle or rather I should say you might produce two but it'll be released within a 24-hour period so if you happen to release two those two eggs will both be released within 24 hours and then you're done for the rest of the cycle typically though you only release one those two is like you know for um for turtle twins Anywho, so your body produces this egg and it releases it. And going back into our period education from like when we were 12, right? The egg is released. It then goes to the fallopian tubes. If it gets fertilized by sperm, it travels down to your uterus where it'll implant. And then over a course of time, you know, nine months later, you have a baby. So that is what ovulation is. It is the release of that egg. And your body produces signs to tell you when that's about to happen. So you have your period, right? And then after your period, you have what's called the follicular phase. And the follicular phase is really awesome. I'm going to talk more about why it's so cool in a future episode. But basically what you need to know is for your signs that you're looking for during your follicular phase, you're going to start producing what's called cervical mucus or cervical fluid. And this is like when you wipe on the toilet paper, like when you go to the bathroom, it might feel like slippery. You might look at it and there's like shiny stuff on the toilet paper and you might be like, what in the world is wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. It's cervical mucus. Your body has to produce this in order for you to have a baby someday. Um, Because sperm cannot survive in your vagina without cervical mucus. It's like to acidic I believe is what the case is and so you have to have this in order to have a baby so anyway your body produces this stuff this mucus so that the sperm can get through and can fertilize the egg and you can have a baby um anyway so you'll start to see it on your toilet paper as you're going to the bathroom then once ovulation has happened the mucus goes away and it dries up because there's no need for it anymore, right? If the sperm hasn't gotten to the egg, it's not going to the rest of the cycle because the egg's already died after that 24-hour period. So mucus dries up, and at this point, you enter into what's called the luteal phase. It's called luteal because of that luteinizing hormone, right? And so here is where your temperatures every morning will start to rise. Your body starts to produce the hormone progesterone after ovulation. This is so that when the egg comes down and it's fertilized, right, the progesterone helps to feed the baby until your placenta develops later on. Anywho, so your temperatures start to rise with the increase of progesterone. Basically, that's what you need to know. So when you're charting your temperatures, you can see a rise in your temperatures once ovulation has occurred. 
Okay, um, then the third sign is cervical position. I don't know as much about this one because I don't ever chart my cervical uh, position. That basically involves sticking your finger into your vagina and feeling where your cervix is, and I'm not comfortable with doing that, so I don't, and it's optional, so huzzah. And then lastly, the last sign you can chart is called the luteinizing hormone, and that, I believe, involves peeing on a stick. Not entirely sure on that one. I do know that Fem uses that one, so when I'm working on my certification, I will learn more about LH testing, and maybe I'll do an episode on that in the future, but anywho, that is the fourth sign you can chart. All right, friend, we're going to take a quick pause so I can tell you about our sponsor for this episode, which is the Temp Drop Thermometer. I got my Temp Drop about three months ago, and I love it so much. It has completely revolutionized my charting routine. A Temp Drop is a wearable thermometer that tracks your temperature while you sleep. This is great for if you have to wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom or to nurse the baby. It's also great if you have a changing sleep schedule due to school or your job. If you're interested in trying a Temp Drop, you can use the link in the show notes to get 10% off the Confidence or Freedom packages. You also might check with your insurance to see if they'll cover it. All right, let's get back to the episode. Okay, so now I want to talk about how I chart my cycle and what charting cycles can look like for you. So in the simplest form, basically what you're going to do is take your temperature first thing in the morning, then you look for mucus when you go to the bathroom, and then you put that information into a chart, whether that chart is on paper or on an app. And next week, I'm going to go into why you're going to want to chart your cycle and why it's a good thing uh, that you should consider doing. But this week, I'm just talking about like the what it is, okay? So how I do it, and hang on, before I say that, I need to give a quick disclaimer before I forget. Um, what I'm about to share is not birth control information at all. This is not how to use charting to prevent pregnancy, nor is this how to use charting to try to get pregnant. This is just basic charting. So you can do this if you're single, you can do it if you're married too, but I'm not going to get into the whole pregnancy prevention part of it today. Anyway, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and go. So what I do is in the morning, I take off my temp drop. Okay, so I'm currently using a temp drop thermometer. I got this about two months after we got married, and I love it so, so, so much. I have a coupon code. Uh, if you want to get 10% off a temp drop, you can. I'll link it in the show notes. But basically, what it is, it's, it's a thermometer that you wear on your arm at night up near your bicep and tricep muscles, and it tracks your temperature through the night and it gets you a really accurate reading because of that. And I wanted one because I have to get up to go to the bathroom during the night sometimes, or um, if I like wake up at a weird time, I didn't want that to affect the temperature, or like I want to be able to sleep in some during the summer. And to get a super accurate reading, you have to take your temperature at the same time every day if you're using just an oral thermometer. When I was single, I didn't really care about that. Like I would sleep in on the weekends and still just take my temperature. And if it was off a little bit, that was fine. But now that I'm using this as my form of birth control, I want it to be as accurate as possible. But you do not have to have an expensive thermometer in order to chart your cycles, in order to chart your basal body temperature. 
So before I got the temp drop, I was using a thermometer that I found off Amazon. I think it was in the range of 10 to $15, so much more affordable than the temp drop. And I loved this thermometer for three reasons. Number one, it had a bendable tip, which just made sticking it in my mouth every morning super comfortable, which is a big deal whenever you're like half asleep. Secondly, I really liked that it like it took your temperature to two decimal places because then I was able to get a super accurate reading. And then thirdly, I really liked how the thermometer lit up. So whenever it would beep, whenever it was done, it would light up and show me the temperature like right then. And I didn't have to turn on a lamp to look at it. And so I was able to just like go to my app right then, sleepily type it in the temperature and then either go back to sleep or get up for the day. Um, my first ever thermometer, which is like a $5 one from Walmart and it didn't light up or do any of those fancy things. And so it was fine, but then half the time I would forget to put the temperature into my app later. So that kind of stunk. So anywho, I take my temperature in the first thing in the morning or currently I'm using the temp drop so I don't have to look at it first thing in the morning because it remembers it for me. Okay, um, when you're taking your temperature, you're going to want to stick it underneath your tongue, um, kind of near where that flap of skin is down there and like stick it in there, keep it in there until it's like warm, take your temperature and then put it down. I keep it like I would keep my thermometer right on my phone so that whenever my alarm would go off, I would just remember to take my temperature right there in the morning. It takes about a minute, maybe a minute and a half if I were to put the temperature into my app like right then and then I'm done. Super easy. Okay, so the good thing about charting temperatures and keeping track of that is eventually once you have what's called a temp shift, which is where you have three temperatures that are higher than the previous six, you know that you have ovulated and then you can count from that first high temperature. Like you can count out the days until you start your period and it'll always be the same number of days from that high temperature till your period. For me, it's 11, sometimes 12. It depends on like if I start the period like in the afternoon or the evening or whatever, you know, there's some variance, but usually it's 11, sometimes 12 days. So that's where it gets super handy for period prediction is with that high temperature thing. Okay. So second thing I do is throughout the day, whenever I go to the bathroom, I wipe and look at the toilet paper to see if there's any mucus. Ideally, I do this before I pee. <laughs> this might be TMI, but we're friends, so it's okay, right? So anywho, I wipe and then I look at the toilet paper and I see if there's anything there. It's easier to do if you do it before you pee because then there's not pee on the toilet paper. That's kind of gross. If that's the case, I won't touch it. But if I wipe before I go to the bathroom, then I can like kind of feel it and see if I feel anything. When you're getting super close to ovulation, it's like really obvious that you have mucus because you're producing a ton of it, but you're going to want to chart and like try to find the beginning of it in order to write that down on your chart, especially if you're using it for birth control. Um, it's a good habit to get into if you're single and you're wanting to do this eventually for birth control. So just keep chart of like your mucus and like you chart on your you chart on your chart. You would make note on your chart how much mucus you have. Like if you just have a little bit, if you have a lot, you like can adjust how much you have in your app. And in Kendara and in Read Your Body, you have like descriptors. So like it's like just like sticky or creamy or is it egg white? Like if you imagine what an egg white looks like, 
is your mucus like that? Um, and then you just make note of that in your chart and then you're good to go. Same sort of thing as the temperature and like what I mentioned before, after you ovulate, that mucus dries up because you don't need it anymore. And so you can track the number of days from like your dry days, right, where you don't have mucus. You can count those days till you um, start your period. Same sort of thing as the temperatures. Now, question. Do you have to chart both your mucus and your temperature? No. You can do one or the other. If you're, especially if you're single and you're doing this just to learn to chart and to do it for health reasons, you don't necessarily have to do both unless you're working with a doctor and they told you to do both in order to get health insights. So when I was single though, I usually took my temperature at the same time every day except for the weekends, right? I would either sleep in or I would just not take my temperature altogether and just skip those days and it was fine and I was still able to kind of like pick out the days. Sometimes I wasn't accurate with period prediction because I wouldn't quite be sure when the temp rise started happening, but I was okay with just being a couple days off. Mucus I would also chart because that's just really easy because you're going to the bathroom anyway, so you might as well just look at the toilet paper. Um, And then some cycles, like I wouldn't chart anything at all and I would just put the period start date in there and... But usually, though, I try to put the mar- like remember to do the mucus and the temperature. Now that I'm married, though, of course, I have to be diligent in tracking these things. Um, but when I was single, I was trying to get in the habit of it um, to learn more about my body and just so that whenever I did get married, it would be easier for me. So um, eventually, you're able to just kind of like do it on autopilot and like you get used to seeing the fertile signs and like the mucus. Like, and so for about six months or so, I didn't even write down anything, but I was still kind of charting and I was just like, okay, my mucus is gone, so I'm probably going to start my period in like a week. And I wouldn't know exactly when that mucus dried up because I wasn't charting, so I couldn't remember, but I was kind of able to predict the period with that information. And of course, again, disclaimer, that's not what you do if you're doing this for birth control. So anywho, that is how I chart. Um like how I check for the signs and stuff. And then at night, I open my Read Your Body app that I mentioned before. I have a button where it says like sync temp drop and I'm able to pull my temp drop reading from that thermometer right into the app. Makes it super easy. There's also a way that you can put a non-temp drop thermometer reading in there and that's what I did at first before I got the temp drop. You just put fix it in the settings for whichever thermometer you have. You would just manually enter it for a normal thermometer. Then I mark how much mucus I had for that day. Then I mark sensation, which is basically like whenever I am wiping, like is it dry or is it slippery? That's basically all that is. And then I chart things like, did I have acne? Was I feeling bloated? Did I cramp? Did I have a headache? How much energy did I have? How productive was I? How much stress did I have? What was the weather like? I'm charting weather because I'm just really curious to see if like weather has an impact on it at all. Probably doesn't, but it's kind of fun. I chart uh, how much water I'm drinking. If I use Progestance Plus serum, if I use uh, Dragon Time, if I drink Niksha, like all these like vitamins, right, that I do from Young Living. I mark those so that I know and I can see if there's like anything that like helps with cramps later. So basically I just keep track of all those things so that I can try to detect patterns and I'm going to talk more about that in a future episode about how you can use your cycle chart to like 
hack your life basically and make your life so much more productive and how you can use your cycles charts to like know like what exercises to do and like all sorts of cool things that's coming up probably next week. So anyway, I input all that data into Read Your Body and then I'll either um, look at my chart and just kind of see where I am, like see what the temperatures are doing and stuff. Or if I'm really tired, I'll just turn off the app and go to sleep. Super easy. The whole process takes only about five minutes a day, if that. Usually it's less. And it's not all at once either because it's like temperature in the morning and then mucus throughout the day and then just charting in the app right before bed. So super simple, super easy. If you have any questions about charting, I do have a free ebook called Cycle Charting 101 in which I post pictures and share pictures of my charts. I go more into depth about those different signs I mentioned and you can get that for free. I'll link it in the show notes. And then if you have questions that you want me to answer in a future episode, then you can comment on the show notes and leave your questions there or you can DM me on Instagram. You can find me at Kara Downscore Beth. 17. And next week, I'm going to talk about why cycle charting might be something that you want to do. So stay tuned for that. If you liked this episode, please leave a five-star review. If you didn't like this episode, still leave a five-star review. Just kidding. You don't have to do that. Um, I will talk to you later, friend. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.